The She Can Show is a live motivational conversation packed with inspiration, encouragement, and tools. Get ready to receive step-by-step tools that will make you realize where you are, but motivate you to get you where you need to be. Be ready to be encouraged to tackle your fears, your goals, and the very thing you've always dreamed of doing. I'm Najma Calhoun, and I get so excited about sisterhood, traveling, and turning your can'ts into cans. I encourage you to embrace your past, conquer your fears, and I provide you with the tools to help you become the best version of yourself. Grab yourself and come as you are. Just get ready to redefine and reimagine the woman that you were created to be. This is The She Can Show. sisters hey what's going on in your world sis i'm missing you i'm about to get in your business what's going on let me tell you what's going on with me so sis you should be proud of me i have been walking recently i'm getting back on my walking regimen but listen here it's hot outside can i get somebody to say it's hot it is hot outside i enjoy the walking i enjoy the birds chirping I enjoy seeing the squirrels running around, but your girl is hot while she is walking. I need some encouragement because I got to continue this walk. I got to continue this health journey, but it's hot. My hair has sweated out. I um, can feel my hot feet. Um, I feel dehydrated, but I know that in the end, it's going to be good. So I'm getting in your business for a moment to see what have you been up to, sis? What's been going on in your world? Let me know. Let me know. It's the check-in time. It's the time that I love on the She Can Show. It's the time where you just get a moment to say, hey, self, what's going on, self? Like, how am I doing today? How am I feeling? If this is your first time on the She Can Show, you are in for a treat because every time you tune in to listen, we do a check-in time where it's you and yourself and you checking in on yourself. Sometimes you're like, self, how am I feeling today? Do I have an attitude? Why am I so happy today? And then sometimes you probably ask yourself, when was the last time I scheduled some intentional me time? Don't worry if you don't check in with yourself on a daily basis, because when you come to the She Can Show, you're going to start getting in the habit of wanting to check in on yourself every single day. So here's the check-in question for today. What is something that you need to release? What is something that you need to release. I don't know if you need to take your journal out. I don't know if you need to just say a quick prayer, but I want to know what is something that you need to release? What is something that God wants you to let go of so he can begin something new? Oh, that's for one of us. I know that's for me, but is that for you? What is something that you need to release? Do you need to release the friendship? Do you need to release the attitude? Do you need to release the heartbreak? Do you need to release the relationship? Do you need to release the job? Do you need to release the business? God, what is it that we need to release? Because we don't want anything coming into what you have for us. So what is it that's stopping us? What is it that you need to release? Get your journal out. Get your note section out on your phone and just start asking yourself, what is it that I need to release? What is it that I need to release? 
And I'm praying that God shows you the thing that you need to release because whatever is holding you back is stopping you from the purpose that God has over your life. Think about it, sis. What is that thing that you need to release? You probably already know what it is. Process it with God and just keep saying, I'm going to release it. I'm going to release it. I'm going to release it. I am so excited about today's fuel. This is why. Like, do you all want to know why? First of all, let me tell you what the fuel is. If this is your first time listening to the She Can Show, the fuel is the section in our show where we take in the tools, encouragement, and the inspiration we need to be the woman that we were created to be. And I'm so excited about today's fuel because our guest is literally the best. How were we both living in the same state, but then God allowed us to meet in Dubai? What? Where'd they do that at? But that's God. He'll always throw a little plot twist in there. Can I introduce you to your new sister? When you hear this woman right here, you're going to be like, where has she been all my life? Why didn't I meet her 10 years ago? I needed her to get my life together last year, but that's okay because God's timing is the best timing. I am going to introduce Amber Underwood, a native of Alabama. She is a trailblazer, empowering women to embrace their God-given identity so they can fulfill the call on their life. She is a woman on a mission. She's a businesswoman, author, and a social servant involved in various sectors of the community. She is a two-time graduate of the University of Alabama at Tuscaloosa, where her journey of higher learning became the voyage to awaken her purpose. She loves coffee, books, dancing, growing, and traveling globally. No matter where life takes her, she will always reach back for that one. Please, y'all, help me introduce Amber Underwood. Hey, sis. <laughs> Hi. How are you, author? I am tired, but I am well. I am well. That's the Thank author you. right there. Tired. 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 I'm so proud of you. I'm so thank proud you. of you. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for having me. If I could have you on every episode, I would. But your life, you're a busy woman, too, so I can't do that. Stop, Najma. Stop. Stop. <laughs> we haven't seen each other in years, y'all. So we might just have a little sister time on here. But you're included in the sister time. So I guess I want us to get right in it. Amber, you are a social worker. You're a businesswoman. You're an author. Like, the list literally goes on. But I guess I want to ask you, what are you doing in the field of social work right now? And how is it impacting your life? Sure. So, yeah, I am currently a school-based mental health therapist providing therapeutic services to children ages 5 to 18 in kindergarten through high school. Um, we touch on childhood trauma. We touch on behavior issues. We touch on, I mean, the whole nine yard. I've got kids wanting to blow up the school. I've got kids in kindergarten trying to kill themselves. Like we, we dive in and as you know, I'm deep. So I'm not afraid of getting in the trenches with those kids because I believe that a lot of the trauma that we experience growing up 
It's trauma that we have not dealt with that actually festered and settled in when we were children. So yeah, I'm just, I'm passionate about the babies in this season and I'm just diving in and doing what God told me to do at these schools. I think that's so beautiful because I think it starts with the young. Like that's where it starts. That's where things start to develop. And I think that that's so beautiful that you're meeting them at such a young age. So then by the time they're growing up, like you've just instilled so many different things inside of them. That's beautiful. And it's funny to me when you say like you do all of that because you're like, you just became an author. So I'm thinking in my head, like, how did you do it all? But I guess this question will answer that for me so I can get some more clarity because the culture we live in today speaks out by saying, quit your job now. Um, That may work for some people, but what I value about you is you still have your nine to five and you're still like sewing into your business. So how do you manage that? Like having a business at the same time of working your nine to five, because that's what I'm doing too. And Honey, I can't quit my job right now. So like, (laughs) what about that woman that's out there just like me and just like you that still needs financial income coming in, but also wants to sew into something else? Yeah, for sure. So transparently, I did not want to do anything social work related. I did not want to do anything author related, anything business related. I wanted to be a traveling neonatal nurse and knocked on that door. No joke maybe two and a half years of my college time and that door literally would not open. And finally, when I surrendered, that's kind of where social work came in. Um, So now I consider myself after fully embracing that, that I'm a crossover. You don't know what a crossover is. It's someone that's, like you said, working that nine to five, but also I'm dibbling and dabbling in entrepreneurship or answering that call. How am I processing and managing it? Um, It's hard. Like I'm not even going to front. Um, It is not for the faint. I think you can speak to that. You can attest to that. Um, But I do believe that God provides, and not just financially, but God provides us with a strength that is unmatched to do exactly what it is that he's called us to do. Because like I said, I don't want to do this. He told me to do this. And I'm seeing the reward behind it, but it's hard. But on the flip side of that, um, I think I still have a lot of learning to do, which is why... I'm still in that season of being a crossover. I want to go into private practice, but I need to learn how to build Medicaid. I need to learn how to build insurance. These are things that my current supervisor can teach me. And so while I'm not, I don't feel like as a social worker, you know, they compensate us what we're actually worth, but I don't think that that dollar amount can amount to the wealth of knowledge that I'm getting and I'm gaining in this season. And I trust that in due time when the season of being in between both worlds is over oh the money's gonna come but right now i need the wisdom and the knowledge to know how to handle that season when it does come so i say just stay stay planted stay open remain a student of life because none of us have it all figured out and we can always 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 be learning something I love what you said about that. I think what stuck with me was you reminded me that God always provides. And you gave me a new tool because I didn't know that was called the crossover. So see, I've learned something already in the fuel. Was that you, sis? Just say me too. I didn't know that. 
thank you. See, I told y'all she <laughs> she spit stuff out, and I'm like, hold on. So I'm in the crossover stage. Like I didn't know that. But I think that was a beautiful reminder that God provides because I think sometimes we forget that, like in this season of crossover, my new term, we forget that he will provide on the other side and on the other side, like with your nine to five and with your business. And I think that's just a good reminder for all of us just to remember that no matter what season we are in, God provides and he's not going to leave us as we go into the next season. Um, Would you say that like prayer and self-care and like all of those things, are those things that you incorporate to balance all of that? Like what are some things that you do to balance both of them? Oh, so transparently, again, if you hear me say that a lot, it's because I'm super authentic and I try to give you all the truth um, because a lot of this stuff people sugarcoat. But I probably didn't come into full awareness of self-care And so last year when I was working at a residential facility with women in substance abuse and I would go home and I would dream about just crazy stuff that they were, they weren't experiencing. And so seeing how that stuff was manifesting itself into my sleep, let me know that I wasn't taking care of myself. So now your girl is all about a once a month spa, spa day. I'm getting me a massage. Somebody better work these knots out of my neck and my back. Um, (laughs) self-care for me is also just, I think what I'm consuming, like what am I putting inside my body? Because a lot of that stuff plays into the, the endurance and the energy that is needed to sustain and do what it is that he's called me to do. But just on the self-care side, mainly just getting a massage, sitting in the corner of a coffee shop, having deep conversations with somebody and drinking the water in my yeah yes drinking your water and minding your business (laughs) and your coffee yes ma'am we're gonna add that are you drinking your water are you drinking your coffee are you minding your business say yes if that's you i love that and also so i kind of spilled it earlier that amber became an author recently but before we get into the book because you know i'm gonna ask about that but before we even get there you created this movement that i feel like so many women can connect to i feel like when i naturally see you show up in spaces if that's instagram if that's in person like you naturally are a deep and intentional person and i think that's what i love about you is that you're so transparent and authentic and so i want to know what was the turning point in your life that led you to birth the hupamone movement i want to know like what that means like that's such a we were talking before the show started and I was just saying um, Hupamone, and I was telling her how it just comes off of my tongue. And I want to know how was it when you started birthing it and tell us what it means. Yeah, for sure. So you stated that. um, Okay, just a disclaimer, y'all. We were talking before the show, and she actually had the word. It's actually Hupamone. She did have the word. I don't know what just happened, but I'm going to let her say it again. What is it, Najma? Hoopamone. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay. I didn't say it, ma'am. Hoopamone. There we go. See? 
correct each other as sisters and not get mad at each, at each other. Like he wasn't like, I'm ending the podcast because you didn't say it right. <laughs> Thank you. Because I practiced it so many times, y'all. We're giving y'all the real deal today. Okay, go back to you. <laughs> yes, yeah, I just want you to be great. So yeah, you gotta get it. Please. But yeah. Get me in line. Um, so you you said that Hoopa Monet is a movement. I maybe you're prophetically speaking, I don't know, but I again as someone that didn't want to do this, I never saw it as a movement. And since the release of the book, I have seen how it's become that. And so maybe yeah, you know, I gotta just continue to come into full awareness of that. Um but yeah, so by definition, Hupamone is a characteristic of someone that's not defined by what they go through in life, and they hold on to their faith regardless of what life throws at them. I know someone that actually broke it down a little further. It's like, you know, you look out the window and you see that it's pouring rain, like it's hailing outside, and you see your car, and you got to get to your car. And you got to get to your car because you know your car is going to drive you to your destiny. Are you going to run through that rain to get to your car, or are you going to wait for it to pass? No, we're running through the rain. We're holding on to faith to get to where God is calling us to be. So essentially, yeah, that's just what Hupamone means. Um, how did it begin? It started with the death of my best friend in 2010. Um, never forget this day. We were burying her, celebrating her life, and she'd been my best friend since second grade. So we were in 11th grade at the time when she passed. Um, but I remember being so just torn, confused, lost, and honestly questioning God, like, why didn't you take me? Because my friend was living, like I wasn't saved. I knew Jesus, but don't give me Jesus. Like give me the parties, give me all of that. That wasn't her. Like she was, if you had to see what a Christian was, like she was the one that was living for God. And so I was just questioning God because I'm like, you know, why would you take her and not me? Because also at the time I'm thinking God is a passive aggressive God. I'm like, he's a no, no, no. I'm just thank you. Da, da, da. So I'm thinking I didn't deserve to be here. And as I was sitting there just pleading with him, he told me to look up. And I looked up on the back of her Jeep because I had driven to her house afterwards. And the, the word was on the back of her car tag. Now, Nina, I remind you, I was just with her like a month, two months, two months prior. Never seen this word on her car. Never seen this word. So I'm sitting there like, Portia, her name is Portia. Portia, what is, what is this word? Like, I've never seen this. Is this new? Like, did God just like put this up there for this moment? And I looked it up. And when I looked it up, like, it was an aha moment of like, that's you, Amber. Like, you don't understand. Like, that scripture that talks about you really don't understand what God is doing right now, but you will see on the flip side. Like, that was that moment. And granted, that was, like I said, that was 2010. It is now 2020, And a whole book or movement, as you say, has manifested. So yeah, I just say it started with the death of my best friend and understanding that in that moment, God gave me a calling beyond her death. And he had a reason for why he did what he had to do. And he doesn't really owe me that. But what I owe him is saying yes to what he's called me to do because I'm still here. I still have a purpose. So I'm not showing him that word. And literally that word was just my anthem of like, You've got to remain steadfast. You've got to endure. You've got to persevere. And as I look back over my life and anyone that gets the book will see, that's literally what I've done since I literally came out of my mother's womb. Like 
two weeks old, I was out of here, was not supposed to be here, but here I am. So it's like, like I said, just that reminder that like, when you know who you are, you can steadfastly fulfill the purpose that God has on your life. So yeah, that's, that's essentially Hoopamone. Hoopamone. I got it right that time. (laughs) But I... I was reflecting while you were speaking, and one of the things that I think that I just took from you was I need to have my eyes open. Because if Mm -hmm. God can use the back of a Jeep to show you a whole movement and a book, like, I'm just wondering how much more can he show you? And so I think a lot of time as as women, we have so much going on that sometimes we just want to close our eyes because we are tired, we are burnt out and everything else. But I think sometimes we have to look up and open our eyes to see what God has for us or to at least see the direction of where he is mm-hmm. trying to take us. And I think that's what I got from you, like to open yeah. my eyes. Hmm. Yeah, eyes up. Eyes up. That's crazy you said that because I have a friend. Her name is Alexandra Hoover. She actually just released a book and it's called Eyes Up. So like you're you're dead on with what the Lord is doing right now. Yeah. Eyes up. Eyes up. Okay, that that's the hashtag for the show today. Eyes up. <laughs> that's the hashtag. So now I'm going into the book. So you recently wrote a book. Can all the ladies say, hey, go Amber. (laughs) But I want us to know about your book writing process, because I think that a lot of us as women, I know that's one of my goals to write a book one day. Don't get me together right now because it's still one of the tabs on my computer, but we'll talk about that later. I want to know about the book writing process. How long did it take you to write the book? And if you can tell us what made you decide to write the book. Oh, yeah, that's a loaded question. I hope y'all are ready. <laughs> Put your seatbelt so on. So I would say, do not write a book if God has not called you to write a book. And again, it goes back to when I know who I am, I can steadfastly fulfill the call in my life. So you've got to know what your call is. Um, Like I told you, I didn't want this. I was running from it, but it was my call and I didn't embrace it. I graduated undergrad December, 2016. Two nights before graduation, I had a blog at the time called essaysforhisglory.com. And that blog was just birthed out of... um, my essays that I used to write on Instagram before long essays were popular, I used to get ridiculed for this years ago. So it became a blog and God had showed me, you created this because you're in bondage to people. Like, these are my words I'm giving you. Like, you need to get rid of that. So I deleted that blog two days before I graduated undergrad. And immediately he was like, now get the domain, thehoopamone.com. Did the domain and just started writing. I had no idea that I was writing my book from that domain name. So when I graduated um, undergrad, I didn't immediately go to corporate America. God told me to go to the Dominican Republic, unpaid, free, trust him with everything. Faith will be my currency. He's got me. Was out there and wrote the book in four months. So that's kind of where the process started. 
transparently, um, Hoopa Monet was actually a fiction book. And it was a fiction book. I hid behind the name Faith as the main character because I just was like, I don't want to be vulnerable where pain already resides. I'm not, they gonna get this book, but they not getting it as if it's Amber. Like I'm not doing that. And I'll never forget it. I came back home from the Dominican Republic. Life did not go the way that I thought it was going to go. Started working in foster care, um, driving all over Birmingham, seeing kids and the opportunity to go to grad school came. So I went back to school for my master's in social work. Then my last semester of grad school, the opportunity to go to Mexico, which I had gone to Mexico in 2016 when I changed my major from social work. No, I'm sorry, from um, nursing to social work. Um, so I'd already gone, so I knew what it was like. I was going back to the same place, but he said, he said, if I let you go to Mexico, will you really write this book from an honest, authentic, and transparent place? And I said, yes. I said, yes, not thinking it was about to be what it is. Like, I was not thinking it was about to be any of this. So went out there, rewrote the entire book, changed all names, and said, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it the right way. Because God obviously has a plan. He obviously sees something that I cannot see. So I did that. Came back um, home because I graduated um, grad school in 2019, by this point, I had already been rejected by several publishers and rejection stings. Like, if you know anything about it, it makes you question like, like, God, you told me to do this. Like, I didn't want to do this. So you have to tell me how this is going to work out. And he would always just tell me, you know, trust the process, trust the process. But it's hard trusting the process when you're one, a social worker, making no, making barely anything, trying to make ends meet. And then two, you know there's a call on your life. You know he's about to do this thing, but you just don't see how. So I finally surrendered it to him. Um, in surrendering, God told me, he said, you're not going to get accepted by any publisher. And so I'm like, I'm a, I'm a little girl from Alabaster, Alabama with no resources. I've never done anything like this. Like I grew up in the trailer, never even thought I'd go to college. What do you mean I'm not going to have a team to help me do this? And he said, let's say you don't have a team. I said, you won't have a publishing agency to do this. Let me be your agent. And so I said, okay, God, you're going to be the agent. You're going to need to do this. And literally, literally, everything from the editor all the way to the release of the book, he gave me an editor. He gave me people that would pay for the editor. He gave me somebody that fully funded the whole book process. I mean, he gave the, the marketing plan that we just released. My friend, that's another crazy thing. My friend who actually works um, in a, at a university, she had the desire to just serve women um, and just push them into their purposes. And so I was like, you know, well, you can help me. And she was like, I'm going to do it for free. And I was like, well, you're not going to do this for free. Like, I'm going to pay you. And by the end of that year, she had a whole LLC. And so God just showed me and has continued to show me through this process that like, Hupamone is so much bigger than you. It's so much bigger than you. So many people are attached to this name. And if you don't say yes and continue to say yes, you will not see the manifestation of what I'm doing for my people. You're going to reap from this, but it's all about my one. And I need my one to come into knowledge of who I am. So, yeah, that's how this baby got here. <laughs> I wish that you all could see my face right now. Amber can see it, but my mouth is like wide open. 
Because if you're not shouting right now, you should be shouting. Wow. <laughs> so <laughs> when God wants us to do something, because you're giving me a lot of reminders today. When God wants us to do something, he's going to flip everything so we can do it. So he's like, you don't got resources. I'm sending you the people. You don't have a publisher. I'm the agent. Like, wow. 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 And and literally, I think the root of that came from you being obedient to the call over mm. your life. Like, even though it took time, like you had to rewrite the book, that's another whole testimony in itself. But it was like, you said yes. And, I, and I've been saying this to myself, when I say, when I say yes, God does the rest. So that's literally mm. it. Like, it's not even about it rhyming or nothing like that. But it's like, when I say yes to God, he mm. literally does the rest. And I think that's what you just explained to us. Wow. Somebody funded it. It's easy. <laughs> it's man. That that's a whole nother story. My professor, I mean, if you want to go there, freshman year of college, tried to commit suicide. Did not work. Um, just didn't work. Couldn't understand why it didn't work. Did not want to be here. It was done. A week after, two weeks after, um, I tried my human development one-on-one teacher. Human development. Just, just let that marinate. Human development, one-on-one teacher, emailed me and was just like, you know, God sees you. And if you just continue to say yes, like he's going to do something crazy. That teacher is now still in my life 10 years later. And she is the one that fully funded everything. Yeah. I admit. Yes, ma'am. We're going to have to do a part two because some of these questions I'm about to ask, (laughs) you know, they weren't the questions that I sent over to prepare. So can we all say we got to do a part two? Like if if you need Amber to come back to do a part two for this story, just go ahead and send me a DM right now and an email because I just, I got to get you back on because, wow, your professor funded the book. So God sees us. Like you're showing us all of these signs. God sees us. God hears us. God sees our bank account. Come on, somebody. God sees we don't got the money. God sees right now we don't have it. He sees the, the, the funds are looking a little a little sketchy. But he says, don't let that stop you. Wow. Mm. Eyes wide open. I hope our eyes are wide open right now. That was the hashtag mm-hmm. for the show. Hashtag eyes wide open. Wow. Do you, ooh, how does that feel like when all of that came together? Like, were you just like, wow? Honestly, I think, I think I'm still processing not just the book and the impact that it's had, but like the way God divinely pieced every little connection to today because remember I told you I went to the Dominican Republic immediately after um grad school I mean I'm sorry undergrad she funded that and it was just like every time God would tell me to go somewhere he told me to ask her and I'm like look Lord I ain't trying to come off as no like leech and just using people like I'm not doing it and so when it came to the book because I needed an extensive amount of money for this book 
So I said, you know, if I do this, like God, you you will have to let me do something. I was like, can I at least, you know, I wrote up a business plan and I told her, I said, if you and your husband give me this, I will make sure that I pay you back from all the sales. She received the letter in the mail with the entire breakdown cost of everything. And the text came through that said, got your, um, got your mail. I'm sorry, got your mail and a, a check will be in the mail this week. You're not paying us back. Yeah. And so it's just like, this is nobody but God. Like I don't, I can't take credit for anything. The only thing I did was say yes. I feel like this is the time in the show where we just need to take a break and just like take all that in. Like I'm, I'm about after this episode, we're gonna add breaks to the show because I, I what she's like, we're putting the check in the because you know it's hard to hear that people do those things nowadays. But look, they're still out there. Wow. Wow. And you wrote and you and the, that's the thing I love about you. You were like, no, I'm willing to pay you all back. I just want you to invest in me and I'll pay it back. They're like, no, we want to sow this seed into you. How many I wonder how many of us God wants to use people to sow seeds into our life, but our eyes are not open. It started with mm. the G for you, Amber. Like that's mm. I'm going back and I'm like, I'm seeing how God is tracking it all. He used the G. He used your friend. And it's like, then he used your professor. You didn't even think you were going to college. Like you just straight up said it. You didn't even want to live anymore. Somebody out there is experiencing these same things, but live, keep trusting God. He will direct your paths. He will bring people. He will bring the resources. And you know what? I got to say this. I know that we all are like, well, can she talk about where we can buy the book now? I know we're all saying that we're all going to get this book because we have to understand even more like the birthing process of it. Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. you've given us like a little snippet, but I want a little more. But Amber, I want to ask this. So can you, I don't want you to spoil the whole book because we're all going to get the book. Say going to get the book. Whoever's listening, um, can you give us just a little snippet, maybe one spoiler alert from the book, preferably a piece of advice for all of us to take with us? I mean, you've given us a lot. I mean, if I'm going to be honest, but can you give us just a little like one more spoiler about the book so we can just like know what we're getting into and be even more excited? <laughs> Would you be OK with the introduction? Ooh, oh. She asked us, would we be okay? Of course we would be okay with that. Please. Eyes wide open because it's about to get real. (laughs) And y'all, I cannot wait till you see the cover of the book. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. Amber, just be ready for when we DM you and email you and we're like, this book is everything. Okay, go ahead. Okay. It was a cold Wednesday morning in the spring of 2012. The Crimson Route bus dropped me off at an unfamiliar location. I guess that's why everything around me looked so strange. I stood at the stop sign and stopped. I was used to campus being busy, bright, and loud, not still, quiet, and pale. There weren't many people walking to class. In fact, there weren't many people on this side of campus at all. 
Even the squirrels were friendly on our campus, so I was confused when none ran up to me that day. The only thing typical about campus this day was the construction workers building something. It turns out the campus was always under construction. Scared but hopeful, I made my way toward a small gray building. I stared at the building's two glass doors before opening them. I didn't know what to expect, but I took a deep breath. I opened them and walked in. As I walked down the hallway that led to the main room, I stopped and thought to myself, why am I here? I stood in front of the doors with two decisions. I could leave or I could stay. My heart was pounding. Sign in right here and he will be with you in a few minutes, the receptionist with thick black hair said. I was already nervous about being there, so I just nodded and smiled at her. Anxiety overpowered my body. Sweat from my hands stained the paper where I wrote my name, a name I no longer recognized. Trembling, I sat down and looked around the room. The body language of each person told a story, and while life weaved our stories differently, our cry for help was the same. How could a little gray building on the University of Alabama campus feel so cold? I sat in my seat with a heart as cold as my fingers. Amber, I'm ready for you, the white man said. The hallway leading to his office was long, narrow, and endless. A bright yellow light dangled from the ceiling, guiding us to his office. I sat down in the chair in his office and looked at the man. The man looked back at me. We played the staring game. You know the game where if you blink first, you lose? Yeah, that game. My eyes wandered around the walls of his small, warm office. Anxiety said hello to me again. This man, my university-appointed counselor, looked into my eyes and sweat dripped through the crevices of my fingers. My heart beat so loudly I was sure it made footprints all over my chest. Amber, how did you get here? He asked me. Time ticked by and every answer my brain tried to grab left me. I wondered the same question and more. Do my friends know where I am? Did I get excused from English 102 to be here for this? I'm not supposed to be here, I thought. I couldn't answer his question because a girl like me wasn't supposed to be sitting across from a counselor like him. The clock said it was after nine in the morning. My counselor told me to take my time to think about his question. The problem with me taking my time is that taking my time led me here in the first place. Because I'd taken my time realizing I wasn't okay, I'd begun making decisions. And one decision in particular pushed me here. With sweat dripping down my face, I gripped a white Kleenex and decided to take one more minute. When I opened my mouth to answer his question, I knew life as I once knew it would never be the same. I'd no longer be able to hide behind the pain controlling my life. Amber, how did you get here? He asked me again. I don't know, I said, because the last thing I remember is leaving the guy's room down the hall from my room and waking up in a hospital. Wow. Wow. When I say I don't know what to say right now, I don't know what to say. Did you all hear how descriptive she was? I almost felt like I was in the book or I was right there with you in Alabama. Like that just, and you're so brave. Like, okay, I'm not going to cry right now. But 
That was so powerful. So when you said at the beginning, if you're not called to write a book, like you shouldn't, you shouldn't do it. And I believe that's with anything in our life. If we're not called to do it, we shouldn't do it. You are called to write books, to write books. That, I know you're just getting over book one, but I have to say that you are called to write books. Like you have <laughs> captured our, you have captured our attention on a podcast. Like, wow. Audience, how are you feeling right now? What are you even thinking? I know that right now I need to go get this book because I'm going to say this. So Amber, like everybody knows this by now, I am on and off of social media. And so like one day I'll be on for five days and then I'll be off for 10 days. It's really confusing. If you follow me, I'm sure you're confused by now. But Amber, like when I got back on social media, she was like, we're all sold out, like the pre-order's done. I'm like, wait a minute. Um, I didn't get to be a part of that. So I need this book in my hands. I want to know, first of all, like Amber, you're going to have to do a book club or something because there are going to be several of us that want to be a part of this journey. Can you say where we can buy the book from? Is there more left? Can we get in with the next pre-order? Like, how can we get a part of this? Tell us more of how we can get this book in our hands. Yes, ma'am. Y'all can get the book. Just go to www.amberinunderwood.com. And on my website, it'll be under the tab Pupamone. Or you can go to Amazon and get the book. And soon we will be in bookstores. But for now, that's where you can get it. See, she keeps she keeps throwing a lot of spoilers. <laughs> Soon we'll be in bookstores. And then she was like, you called it a movement. Yes, it's a movement. The book is moving already. Oh my goodness. I'm so proud of you. I think that you just gave us like instructions today. I think you're that sister that just drops instructions on us. And like, I don't think mm. that like I can leave being here not, I'm not leaving the same. Like I've got to do something Mm -hmm. different. And I think that your book is like a charge to like, Mm -hmm. let's go, let's go. So how else can we connect with you? Like how else can we connect with you and just be a part of the movement? I'm going to keep saying that. (laughs) Yeah. So to be a part of this movement, you've got my website, um, I'm on Instagram, so you can find me on Instagram at Amber in Underwood. And that's where we are for now. We are on Facebook too, but I know a lot of people don't use Facebook, so just check me out on Instagram. I love it. And I'm so thankful that you came on today. I think that you just helped us all process some things. I didn't think I was going to be in therapy for this episode, but that's where <laughs> you went. <laughs> that's where you went. And listen, y'all, today we just listened to our therapist. We really didn't talk. Our therapist just talked to us. That's the type of therapist we have today. And I needed that. If you needed that, just say needed that. Hashtag eyes wide open. Everyone, let's give it up for Amber Underwood. Wow, y'all. That was amazing. Amber, thank you so much for coming and being a part of the She Can Show. We're so thankful you came today. I'm thankful to be here. I'm honored to be here. And I love what you stand for and what you're doing. So keep going, sis. You know who you are and you can do it. Thank you. Because look, she can. She's uh-huh. up. Love y'all. 
Thank you for tuning into the She Can Show. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you share it with a friend or family member. Make sure you subscribe to the show and make sure that you also stay connected to the show. So leave a review. Tell us how you enjoyed it. And if you want to keep up with the She Can Movement, make sure that you go to shecanmovement.org so you can stay plugged in. Well, until next time, thank you for tuning in to the She Can Show.